This message was presented at the GYC 2010 No Turning Back Conference in Baltimore, Maryland. For other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org. Good morning. You know, I am so excited to be here with you today. Uh, My husband and I always are looking forward to this time of the year when we come to GYC. This is our sixth GYC, and to be honest, we are inspired when we see you with your energy and your desire to serve the Lord and your commitment. It also helps us to step up every single year in our relationship with God. I need to share with you this morning that five years ago in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where we had our GYC in 2005, my life was completely changed. And this morning, I hope that by me sharing this experience with you, that could impact your life too. I would like to start this morning with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for everything that you have done in my life. And this morning, I want to ask for your Holy Spirit to give me the words to share the incredible things that you have helped me to overcome and the incredible experience that you have been giving me to me in my experience with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, when my husband and I accepted God as our Savior and King of our lives, that happens two years after we get married. We learned so many precious truths that brought peace and happiness to, happiness to our life. I had been raised in a religious environment where many ideas about God and about Christianity were confusing to me. All of a sudden, I received that light from God and all the dots in my mind got connected. Finally, I was able to see God as a loving friend. Finally, my spiritual life became fulfilling and meaningful. I was so excited to share with everybody what God had shown to me. Actually, I started and I bought boxes of uh, the great controversy and the desire of ages. I learned what canvassing was all about. And I went door to door, knocking at doors just for the opportunity of not selling the book, but actually seeing if there was interest for me for peop- from people to t- have Bible studies. My husband and I started having Bible studies every Saturday afternoon with our neighbors. It was an incredible experience. I even remember one time when we were um, and doing some grocery shopping that you know that they put those magazines next to the cashier. And I saw that and I said, you know, this is incredible. We have so many incredible magazines with so much information that can transform people's lives. Why are not those magazines here? And to make a long story short, five weeks later, every single grocery store and every pharmacy in Puerto Rico had all those magazines in their um, cashier area. God, for whatever reason, he used my desire to share what he had shown to me. But after a couple of years, my husband retired and we were free to do something completely different. I always dreamed to be a businesswoman, 
to work in a corporation leading their strategy or having some sort of business. It was not clear in my mind where God was leading me with this. But I knew one thing. I wanted to be a businesswoman. I thought to myself, why not to work in the corporate world and share God with other people there? But let me tell you, my desire to serve God was filled with self-confidence and self-dependence and even pride. I was completely ignorant to the spiritual dangers that I was going to face in the corporate world. I needed God more than ever, but I was ignorant to that fact. When God grants us talents, education, and influence, we feel completely equipped to jump and serve the Lord. We sometimes forget the fundamental reality of our, in our Christian walk that it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Zacharias 4, 6. But I will share with you that my experience in the corporate world was incredible. I never had trouble with my convictions. Every single person that I worked with, they knew that I kept the Sabbath. They knew that I did not drink any alcohol. They knew that I was vegetarian. It was really not difficult for them to accept me. After all, there were other people in the company that kept the Sabbath too. Also, there were people that were against animal cruelty that were vegetarian. There were many people that I worked with that were family-oriented and health-conscious who did not drink any alcohol. I blended really well within, my, within the corporate world. I was prepared to face challenges with my convictions, and I was ready to stand for those. But to my surprise, I blended really well with my environment. I lost the sense of mission of sharing God in the workplace. I started to focus on my professional development and performance. My performance in the business world brought me a lot of recognitions and started to climb the corporate ladder by giant steps. Every year, according to corporate strategy, the bar was raised to keep me challenged. Frequently, I was recipients of awards and hefty bonuses that made me feel respected and wanted. Leadership encouraged me by opening opportunities for me to every year and a half to work in different functions within the organizations, like marketing, finance, human resources, IT, legal. They wanted me to be able to be a well-rounded leader. Every single time, I was able not only to learn very quickly, but to excel in my performance. In the competitive corporate world, success is measured in terms of dollars that you're able to bring, either in savings or in revenue. One, five, 10, 20, 50 million dollars. And that was where I was. I remember, like today, many times, late at night, being in a meeting room with executive of the organization, presenting results and developing business strategy, I realized how close 
I was to these people with brilliant minds and incredible talents that I learned to respect, yet unable to reach their heart. I was overwhelmed by the sense of unfaithfulness to my Lord and inability to get out of this vicious cycle. There was a saying in the office that they said, once you get to a certain level within the organization, you are trapped. It is like being in a cult, not having time to even think how to get out of that vicious cycle. The sense of emptiness overwhelmed me. You have no idea. There were moments when I knew that God was calling me out of that life. But I was not ready to make any decision. Yet, this step will require me to make tough decisions that I was not ready to make. Surrendering to God the dream of my life to become a successful businesswoman was something that I was avoiding. I wanted to try so hard, so hard, but it was impossible to serve two masters. There is another side to the corporate world that people do not like to talk about. It is the personal sacrifices required to keep up with the hefty demands from the job. Being in the office at three, four o'clock in the morning to be able to read and reply to so many emails before the staff got in, leaving my work at nine, at 10 o'clock at night. There were even many crazy weeks when I would work three and four days in a row with no sleeping, poor eating habits. It really got me into a place where my health was impacted greatly. In one of those experiences, I end, ended in intensive care, where my life was at risk. Then I was at risk of losing my voice. I took a leave of absence. I really needed time to think through what was going on, to be able to put everything together. And they assigned for me a, a professional that could help me to get back into my feet. He was a Christian health professional. But the most amazing thing happened. One day, I went to visit to his office. And as I was talking to him, he told me, they will call me Maria. My name is Maria Magdalene. And he said, Maria, are you sure this is your calling? You know, when I heard those words, I felt in some way hurt and confused. But I never went back to him. I was not ready to face that. At that point in my life, I felt that I was hitting rock bottoms. The good thing of hitting rock bottom is that there is no other way but up. The simple question that he asked me was the beginning of my journey to understand God's will for my life and what it really means to work for God. It was not easy, I need to share with this with you, it, it was not easy to figure things out. But God was on my side, even when I didn't even feel it as sometimes. Gradually, I started making some adjustments and focused on getting my health back. I even started running. I started running even marathons. I enjoyed that so much. I found that that helped me to release my stress. But one morning, 
at five o'clock in the morning when everything was dark in California. It was cold, it was during the winter. I remember running and I heard this inner voice. I don't know how to describe it. Probably some of you had that experience before that told me, surrender your talents to me. My life was touched at that moment by the sense of his presence. With tears in my eyes, I remember stopping and giving up. I gave everything to him for the first time in my life. The sense of freedom that I felt was incredible. In our Christian work, it is one thing to know the truth and share with others. The sense of freedom that I felt was incredible. It, in our Christian work, it is one thing to know the truth and get excited about sharing the good news with others. After all, with all the tragedies and miseries in the world, it is a blessing to share some good news. But it is a complete different thing to surrender completely to God. That involves a battle with self. That is the great controversy that each one of us need to face sooner or later. At that point, I thought that surrendering every, after surrendering everything to him, I really believed that, God, that I was going to lose my job. I was just, at that point, I just went home, I don't know, expecting a miracle or something. I thought that God was going to do something so extraordinary to take me out to where I was. But you know, that's not God's operating procedure. The reality was that success continued coming my way. That year, I was selected as one of the top 100 employees in a company of more than 30,000 employees. But things changed somehow. At that point, I was more depending on God. I was able to set more boundaries. In my heart, I was journeying, yearning to share God with others, but I felt completely unequipped and inadequate. I didn't even know where to start. I remember I started to pray for my co-workers and the company leadership. I thought that that was a good place where to start. I felt a sense of responsibility towards them, but unable to reach out to them. At that point, my husband and I decided to get more involved with outreach in the community. I started to mentor, be a mentor for students at a public school, and we also started to participate in some mission trips. I remember going to a mission trip with Maranatha to Peru, and when my boss found out, she immediately wanted to go and get something for me. So she went to a store and bought like a dollar, one of those lollipops that cost a dollar. She bought hundreds of them and just gave it to me. When I look at her, I thought it's just, you know, I don't think the children in Peru need so much sugar. But at the same time, I just realized that her heart was touched and that she wanted to be part of that experience. There is one thing that I have learned, and I, I would love to share this with you. You know, sharing Christ in the work environment sometimes is not easy. But I will share with you what I have learned, where the starting point is. I will tell you one thing. There are four critical things that you need to have. Number one is excellence in your work. 
As Christians, we should not settle for anything but excellence in what we do. We also should just make sure that our integrity is there, is noticed. You know, I was sharing in my seminar the crisis that we have in the corporate world with integrity. Did you know that an average of $9 per week, the, the employees' thefts and frauds average $9 per day per employee? That is about $2,000 per, per employee every year. Now, how does that come about? You know, things come in a way that you can never imagine. You just small things like fraud, like tardiness, like job hopping, having another employee punch in, punch in or out from that for them, taking home office supplies for personal use, unauthorized use of the internet, using co company emails for personal use, leaving work early, calling in sick to take an unauthorized day off. You know what? Listen to this one. Carelessness at work. You know, there are many small things that we do that impacts what we have to say and share with them. And I will tell you one thing. As I mentioned, excellence, integrity, service to others, and you know what? Humbleness. Leadership do not need so much criticism. They need prayer. And it doesn't work only in the church. It works in the, in the world also. Those are souls that God is calling you to reach out. But going back to my experience with Maranatha, that experience allowed to my husband and I to learn more about the self-supporting self ministry and all the work that they're doing to share Christ. But when I, we came from Peru, I realized that I was so excited about the work that we did here. And I came with a mindset that coming back that I need to work harder. I needed to work harder because this ministry, they need financial support. And that was a great way to work for God. You know, but God's plans were completely different. The same year in 2005, my husband and I were invited to come to GYC in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We went not having any idea what to expect. The only thing that I knew it was that I carry my cell phone and my computer. And my plans were that I was going to do work during the seminar sessions, and probably during the plenary, I was going to participate as part of that. But I will tell you one thing. It was that morning during a plenary session like, now, like right now. There were thousands of people in the auditorium. But, you know, when that speaker said these words, God doesn't need your money. He needs you. I felt that I was alone in that auditorium. I heard the voice of God loud and, cl and clear through his servant calling us to step up higher in our relationship with him. I have a godly friend that was always mentioning about me being a teacher. She specifically can mention that I could do a really good job in this place called Washita Hills College. I remember countless times asking her how to spell Washita. 
And I remember countless times writing things down, and I remember countless times losing my piece of paper. But guess what? When I received that call at GYC, she was next to me. And the first thing that she did was asking me, why you don't go to Washita Hills booth and stop by? You know, my husband and I at that point looked at each other and we said, you know what? What is the problem? Let's just stop by and get to know these people. We visited the booth and we were so impressed by the leadership, humbleness, and dedication to the school. We went back after GYC and we started reading a lot more about God's plan for education. We were actually embarrassed by the fact of how little we, know about, we knew about God's plan for education. To make a long story short, four weeks later after GYC, my husband and I decided to leave everything behind and go and work at Washita Hills. It, was, it has been a blessing since then. But one thing that I want to share with you this morning, it was not that, that was not the end of the story. When I went back to my job, one of the things that my husband and I desired was that we did not want to share with anybody about the planning plans of, of me leaving the company because we said that we were gonna, I was going to resign at the beginning of April. You know, two years ago, if I mentioned the word executive bonus to you, maybe you had no idea what I was talking about. But now you know, because in the news, that has been a you know, hot topic. Well, by the end of March, my executive bonus was due. And we said, you know, now I think the salary difference is significant enough, so we better stay quiet and make sure that I get my bonus at the end of March. And then in April, I can resign. I think that made perfect business sense to me. But God had a different plan, to be honest. I went back to my work trying to keep things quiet. You know, I'm Hispanic, and you know what that means. It just, you, even if I don't open my mouth, you can read it in my eyes, you know. They knew that something was going on. In my job, I am really always very passionate about what I do. That passion started kind of to going down. I could not focus that well. I was so excited about reading that I would leave on time to make sure that I could go back and read about my you know, education and other books that I just realized that I didn't know anything about. But they called me one morning and they said, you know, Maria, I want you to come. We want to discuss some plans that we have to consolidate operations in San Luis. And I, it was just a nightmare for me just listening to that voicemail. I just wasn't sure what to do. I decided not to call them back. But, you know, they, they are pretty good. They never give up on anything like that. They really thought that I was interviewing with a competition. So they were ready after me. And they called me and called me until I said, you know, I don't lose anything. Let me just go and talk to them and see what they have to say. For somehow, when we made a decision, we knew that Satan was going to put something in our way to try to make us change our mind. And um, when I went and listened to them, they were just talking. And I don't know if you have been in meetings when you're just not hearing. You just hear the, the you know, um, that's how I felt. But what it was in my mind, it was just, God, I was just, I didn't know what to do. I felt that I wanted to share so much about what I was going to do. 
And I went back, I, I talked with my husband, I pray about it, and we realized one thing, God was calling us to start living by faith. And, um, and we realized that what it was the right thing to do, it was to share with them my decision. I went back that day and I met with them. I shared my decision of leaving the organization. I need to be completely honest. I didn't want to tell them exactly the college, and I didn't want them to ask me how many students, because they could never understand that. Um, every time that they will ask me, I just like, smile and change the topic, you know. They have no idea. But um, the most precious things happened after I shared that with them. You know, it was almost like every time that I will talk to them, it's just their boundaries and their defenses will go down. And I learned so many things about them, tears in their eyes of how many times they were actually thinking about doing something like that. And they were just amazed that I had the courage to stop. You know, I think the interview that impacted me the most, it was when the GCO, the general counsel of the company, came from Germany. The first thing that she did was... You know, it was, she wanted to talk to me. And I knew her pretty well, a very strong woman. And um, I knew what it meant when she asked me to, you know, talk in a sofa. That's usually a good way of trying to make sure that I am going to get my way out of here. And, um, and when she came, she asked me this question looking at my eyes. Maria, are you sure about what you're doing? And I said, yeah, I think I am sure. Then she looked again at my eyes and she said, do you realize what it means for your career to live at this stage? I realized what she was trying to tell me and I appreciated her desire to help me. And I looked at her eyes and I said, you know, I will tell you one thing. If the Lord that I help or I learn to love so much is true in the Bible. And if the stories in the Bible that I read are truth, and I'm certain about that, the same way that he took care of all those people, all his peoples in the past, he will take care of me. I knew for sure that I was not going to live in the prestigious places that I used to live. I knew for sure that I was not going to be driving the latest model, model cars. But I told her, my food and my bed will be certain. And I trust the Lord. You know, I never planned to say those words to her. But those words actually made an impact in her life. And she said these words, Maria, I will take my GCO hat off. And I will tell you one thing. If that opportunity doesn't work for you, I'll find you one. I'll find you one. I knew at that point that her life was touched. And you know, those two months that I spent over there working, there were months, those were months for witnessing that I had, I never had the opportunity in the past to do something like that. It is against company policy, it was against company policy to share or talk about religion or politics. But those two last months, what else could they do to me? So, you know, I just had the opportunity to share, but it was in such a nice way. But this is the miracle that happened. At the end of March, I opened my envelope, and my bonus was intact. 
was not touched at all. I knew at that point that God was taking care of us and that faith it was something that I needed to learn. In my journey with God, to be honest, I needed to unlearn and many things that I learned, and I needed to learn new things. And what a perfect place to have that experience that in a college like that. I will tell you this morning that God had transformed my life. He turned my life upside down. And I will tell you, God's ways are far better than men's way. In my life, there is no turning back. I am not sharing this message with you this morning to tell you that you should not work in the corporate world. Just the opposite. There are many people, many professionals that God is calling right now. I am sharing this message with you this morning because I want you to understand that your talents and your time belongs only to God. And you should always ask for his guidance on where does he want you to serve him. Remember, do not try to put your own agenda. Surrender and follow God's agenda for your life. God right now is working in the hearts of many professional people. And he is waiting for you to share his message with them. And only God knows where those people are. So you better just ask him where he wants you. If you have a burden and desire to serve him and are willing to surrender your talents to him, remember, we are witnesses for God in any field of work that we are called to labor. And I want to repeat this because this is very important. We are witness for God in any field of work that we are called to labor. And I will encourage you, first, take a one-on-one crash course of how to work for the Lord. It is his job. You are his disciple. It is not your agenda. It is his agenda. His role is to lead. Your role is to follow. There are many promises for those that learn to wait upon the Lord. Secondly, ensure that your communion with God is not interrupted by anything. This is a fact. There are many dangers for the Christian. Satan is on guard constantly to try to make you lose your dependence on God. And God warned us about this. And thirdly, do your own assessment. Probably many of you are academically fitted to serve the Lord. But you probably, like me, are not prepared or have no idea how to share your faith. There are so many resources available. There were not that many a few years ago. You can just also go and go to the booth area. GYC has many resources. They have another um, self-supporting ministry. They have a one month, a weekend, a three months, a six months uh, training program. They have websites. They have books. They have seminars. You name it. I like the passage from the book of education, page 271, 
with such an army of workers as our youth, rightly trained. How soon the message of the crucified, risen, and soon-coming Savior might be carried to the whole world. Make it part of your agenda to be evangelistically fitted to share your faith. My prayer this morning to each and every one of you, surrender your talents to God. Make your life a life of ministry, 24 by 7. Sometimes we have, this, we have this mindset that we have work and we have ministry. Your life completely is a ministry. Make it a 24 by 7 ministry. And you will be amazed of how God will use you to reach the souls of those that he is already calling. May God bless you this morning and let's close with a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, I just pause to thank you. Thank you for what you are willing to do for us. Thank you for leading not only my life, but also for the willingness that you have to lead each and every one person here in this auditorium this morning. I want to ask for your Holy Spirit to guide them. I just want to ask, Father, that they can have the strength to surrender. Help them to understand the need to serve you, the need to follow you, the need to be faithful workers for you, Father. And help us to always be witness for you everywhere that you called us to serve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This message was produced by GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. GYC seeks to inspire and equip young people to be vibrant, Bible-based, and Christ-centered Christians in contemporary contexts. To download or purchase other resources like this, or if you have been blessed by GYC and would like to donate, visit gycweb.org or email info at gycweb.org. You could also reach us via mail at P.O. Box 3786 Ann Arbor, Michigan 48106. This recording is licensed under Creative Commons. This means you can copy and share it with anyone you'd like. Please attribute this recording to GYC wherever you reuse it. And keep in mind that resale and alteration are strictly prohibited.